Are you ready? It's time for the Hammered Sports Podcast. You heard it. It is time for the Hammered Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Gray, here with my co-host, Tom Abbey. Good evening, everyone. Uh, Tuesday evening this week, getting ready for NFL Week 8, NCAA Week 9, I guess, 9-ish. Yeah, it's crazy that it's Week 8 in the NFL already, isn't it? I know, how fast is this time gone? Uh, Coming off another rough weekend for the two of us, Yeah. but really kind of a fun football weekend. We had... Behind us here, you saw the bounce back of the Packers. Uh, the Buccaneers look like they're still rolling. Um, it's, it was a very interesting week. A um, number of decent games that took place, including some uh, finishes right at the wire, including yeah. Detroit uh, pulling that victory out against Atlanta. What else did we have this weekend? Oh, NFL week. Kansas City came out with a big win. Uh, some of the teams near the top did pretty well. Uh, Pittsburgh holds on for dear life against Tennessee after nearly blowing a 27-7 lead. Cleveland-Cincinnati game was just bananas in the fourth quarter. Yeah, Baker Mayfield rebounds from a terrible start and then goes absolutely nuts after that. What they say? He went like 22-23 of 23 after his 0-5 start, uh, and his one incompletion was a spike to stop the clock. The game, They scored 34 combined points in the fourth quarter. Wild. Just trading the lead back and forth, a lot of fun. Yeah, so, um, you know, let's uh, jump right in. We'll recap our games from last weekend first, Tom, our picks that we had. Um, what it looked like for us? Oh, not good. Not good. Uh, I was able to get my lone college win with my lock, Oklahoma covering. Um, Kentucky could not move the ball at all. When you look at some of the numbers for that Kentucky game, uh, they were, it wasn't even as close as the score ended up being. They were really outgained in that. And then Florida State just did not show up either. Just really yeah. gross. Yeah, that one got ugly Fast. pretty early. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kevin, you had a great cover with Michigan. Michigan looked good. Yeah. Maryland just didn't get it going. Ever. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah, I, I misread them. You know, and again, I went all Big Ten games. Um, and then we had Illinois, who Illinois, yeah. uh, Graham Mertz looks like the real deal at quarterback for Wisconsin, although he won't be playing for... The next month now, yeah, basically. Yeah. 21 days in the Big Ten if you get a positive test. And they're on to their fourth string quarterback. The top now. three quarterbacks at Wisconsin got the vid, so they're all out. Yeah. So things will be interesting <laughs> there in uh, Madison. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, last week we had a lot of movement in. Um, it, to me, it looked to me like Pittsburgh is, they're the only undefeated team remaining now, right? Yes. The Steelers. Um, Tampa, I mean, I think that they look like, to me, they look like the best team, in, the most complete team in football right now. Uh, I'm super impressed with, with what they're doing. Uh, very comfortable win there against Vegas. So if you had Tampa Bay, Kansas City on a neutral field? I'm on Tampa right now. Really? I love that Tampa defense. Yeah. Their defense is stellar right now. And when you combine that with the the experience of Tom Brady, I'm 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 making Tampa probably a one point favorite over Kansas City on a neutral field right now. Man, it's not by much, but I think they're a slightly better team, and you know I, I love what they've got going on there. And I've always been a big fan of Bruce Arians and what he does. 
Yeah, and they're uh, not this week, but next week is the big test they got to play. The Saints got to come to Tampa Bay. It's going to be a Sunday night game of the week. Get a chance to, you know, wipe off that lone blemish on their record, One. basically. One, two. Oh, yeah, they did lose the game in, in yeah. Chicago. That's yeah. right, yeah. But, yeah, I, I the way that Tampa is playing, they're, to me, they're my, my favorite team in the league right now. These back-to-back wins have been so impressive. Just really controlling the games. Yeah. I mean, Vegas seems to be a pretty good ball club. They're 3-3, three and three, but the, when you look at their, their losses, I mean, you have... Uh, I guess the loss to the Pats doesn't look as good anymore, but the other ones to the 5-2 and two Bills, now the 5-2 and two Bucks. You beat the, you're the only team to beat the Chiefs this year. They beat the Saints. They've got some impressive wins, so they seem to be this team that can beat anybody on yeah. Sunday. And the Buccaneers had their way with them, really. They did. Yeah. Come, uh, and another thing that's not really been talked about is the Raiders were coming off a bye. They had an extra week to get ready for this game. Yeah. They just were not. Yeah. So, you know, let's move to talking a little bit about this weekend that we've got coming up here. Oh, we, we, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov and his dominant performance in the pay-per-view against Justin Gaethje. Um, really looked like he had everything under control there. And then, you know, left his boots in the ring, as they say, and uh, called it a career. Yeah. Um, we'll see if, if he holds true to that, but... He sounded like, you know, he made a commitment to his mother after his dad died that this was the last time he would fight. Very Klitschko-esque. Yeah. Where, you know, they made a promise to their mother that they would never fight each other. And even though, from what I understand, the dollar amounts became obscene that they were offering for that fight, they stayed true to their word. And I think uh, you'll probably see the same thing here. Yeah. I think the reason he's leaving is... Legitimate. It's legitimate, yeah. yeah. So, you know, let's move on to, to this week and, um, you know, probably be a pretty tight podcast tonight. We'll move through it pretty quick here with our selections that we have coming up. I do want to talk about uh, one thing that I noticed today when I was going through stats. And what it is is I found this trend where typically a team's sack rate directly correlates with the turnover rate that they create on defense. But I found some outliers, and some of those outliers include um, some of the teams that I'm going to use in my wagers this week, and I'll talk more about it in detail. But when you see something that doesn't make sense statistically, you've got to expect a regression to the mean. And what that means is if it's, you know, one team is, uh, they're getting all these turnovers, but they have a very low rate of pressure on the quarterback and sacking the quarterback something's not adding up there and that's got to come down you would think that their turnover rate is going to come down or their sack rate has got to come up if they're going to maintain that so those two things you know that you're going to see in both directions in, in some of my picks as i talk about them tonight um so let's kick it right off tom uh college football this weekend uh plenty of good stuff on the slate what do you see coming up that interests you um for my first pick or just games um, let's talk about the games first. Any any big oh, yeah. any big games that you see? Absolutely. There's a couple big ones. I think uh, they lost a little luster with Penn State getting the loss in overtime to Indiana, but Ohio State, Penn State, Saturday night should be a lot of fun to watch. Um, obviously, Penn State can turn a lot of heads if they rebound and find a way to beat Ohio State. I would not expect that, but still a very fun game to watch. Yeah, and, you know, that's the one, it looks like the one ranked versus ranked yeah. matchup of the weekend. Good oh, BYU and Boise State on Friday night. Oh, um, yeah. 
So that could be a fun game. BYU's played great. Everyone expects Boise State to be far and away the best team in the Mountain West. Uh, oh, that's that's next Friday. My apologies. That's Friday the 6th. Ah. Uh, that'll be fun on Friday the Thanks, 6th. Kev. Yeah. <laughs> Got your hopes up for a great game Friday, Friday night. night. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, the other games, Boise State plays Air Force this weekend, which will also be fun. Um, Texas, Oklahoma State. Texas is struggling this year, so, you know, that one, it's going to be hard to get as excited about that game for sure. Michigan, uh, Michigan State. I, again, Michigan should be a big favorite. It looks like they're a huge favorite right now. But I think rivalry games are always fun to see. Um, I think Michigan State takes this as a bigger rivalry than Michigan does. Yeah. So they should come out ready to put up their best efforts there. And heck, we got the Rudy Rudiger Classic this weekend, too. Yeah? Yeah, that's uh, Notre Dame, Georgia Tech. That's who they were playing against yeah. when Rudy got his famed sack in this one game that he played. So, yeah. The Rudy Rudiger Classic. I'm coining it that. I don't know if anybody else has ever done it before, but it uh, happened. Yeah, it's official now. <laughs> All right, Tom, start me with your first pick this weekend. So my first pick is uh, I'm going to um, UCF at Houston. Uh, it's an interesting game. I love UCF's offense. They got the number one passing offense in, in uh, college football right now, and the number 22 rushing offense, fifth in points, averaging. Um, 45 points a game, the number one overall offense, 646 yards a game average. That's just craziness. They're minus three at Houston, and I'm going to take them. I would also tell people to take a peek at the over in this game. Um, I imagine there's going to be a ton of points. You have the two teams average combined over 1,000 yards of offense. Yeah. So it, it should be a lot of fun. I think UCF is a little better than Houston. Houston, uh, they're two and one, but when you look at their wins, they they beat Tulane. They got beat up really bad by BYU, and then they were able to beat Navy. Um, not a lot of you know, not a lot of big time competition. And this is actually UCF six games, so they played a little bit more. Uh, give me UCF to cover minus three. All right. So um, you know, I'm going to jump right in here with my first pick of the week. I'm going to go with. A team that was beaten badly last weekend. And I'm going to take Kentucky plus 15.5 against Georgia. So the reason behind this is when you look at their numbers, these two teams are statistically very similar football teams. Uh, They match up very... Kentucky, I think, matches up very well against Georgia. They're going to play tough defense. They're going to slow down the run game of Georgia. Georgia's going to be forced to throw some passes. Kentucky has enough athleticism in their running game to create some plays on offense. I think this game will be played in a very low-scoring fashion. And with the plus 15.5, I like Kentucky at home to have a shot here. Um, I looked at this game as well because I've been a big Kentucky fan. I've been on them two weeks in a row. Uh, But they did me dirty last week. Yeah. So I laid off. (laughs) The over-under in this is a hysterical 42.5. They do not expect a lot of points. And I, I, I imagine they should not be, which when you expect a game to be that low scoring, you don't need a lot of Kentucky to cover 15 and a half. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I, I liked it. So, yeah, I, I like this pick. Give me 24-10, you know. I'm, I'm yeah. good. Yeah, exactly. 27-13, somewhere in there. 
Um, my second pick is going to be a fade of what I think is, is potentially the, the worst Power 5 team uh, going right now, and that's going to be Ole Miss minus 17 against Vanderbilt. Um, I really feel like this Ole Miss team can do a lot. They're going to feel like they got the raw end of the stick last weekend uh, in that Auburn game because that play wasn't reviewed that was that was uh, deflected or whatever by the um, Auburn player. You also have a Vanderbilt team. They haven't played since October 10th, and in that game they were beaten soundly by 34 points by South Carolina. Yeah. They gave up 41 to South Carolina. They gave up 41 to LSU. Their lone decent performance was against a Texas A&M team in the first game of the season. Yeah. I, th- I think that Ole Miss is going to be tuned up on offense. They're going to be angry about last weekend. They're going to score as many points as they want. As long as they don't get the turnover bug in this game, then Ole Miss is going to cover that 17 with ease. You see, they got a, they got a fine for, re- for liking a retweet. Did you see that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I love Ole Miss in this spot. 17, I thought this should have been closer to like 24 for the spread. So, you know, give me Ole Miss comfortably. Next for me is going to be my lock of the week. My lock of the week, I'm going to the Cowboys. The Oklahoma State Cowboys to beat Texas. I have Oak State's minus three and a half in this game right now. And when you look at the numbers of these two teams compared to each other. It's crazy how the defense for Oklahoma State is doing really well. They're the fifth best defense in college football right now. Might be the only team in the Big 12 that plays defense. Texas has already been struggling, um, turning it over in bunches. I like Oak State's defense to keep Texas under wraps. And that Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State offense is got so many playmakers. They should just be able to move the ball. Uh, Give me Oklahoma State minus three and a half, my lock of the week. Very good. What else you got for me, Tom? Uh, I have. I'm going. I'm going Homer style in this one. I haven't picked them yet, but this is the week I pick the Irish. Uh, give me Notre Dame. It feels like the last two weeks they've started to move the ball through the air a little bit, which gives them a better balance. I'm not sure they'll be able to do that against very good teams, but they're not playing one this week. They're playing Georgia Tech. So give me Notre Dame. My, I'm, I'm comfortable leaving, leading, uh, giving up the 20 and a half. They should cover. This is a team now that has to tune up. They have Clemson around the corner. Um, there should be a game where they're trying to get everything right to be prepared to go to Clemson and try to beat them. Very good. I am going to finish out my selections this week uh, by going back to the ACC here. I'm going to take Louisville plus the three and a half against Virginia Tech. I think this is a Louisville team that started to turn a little bit of a corner here. Yeah. Coming off a, a, a game where they fought hard against Notre Dame, then they ran Florida State. They did run Florida State. And you've got a team, really, that um, statistically they match up very similarly to Virginia Tech, where I think the advantage comes in is, you know, Louisville's offense runs the ball at nearly five yards per play, and Virginia Tech's defense is giving up over five yards per play on the ground. Um, that's a bad formula for a team. Yeah. Um, you know, th- this is going to be... Virginia Tech has struggled to throw... They don't throw the ball nearly as well as uh, Louisville does. Yeah. Um, you know, so their average yards per play in the in the passing game is 7.6, uh, where Louisville's is 8.3. Uh, I think that the Louisville offense has an advantage. I think their defense can do enough. 
Um, it just everything to me points to a game that's going to be very close. Um, I think that a turnover either way could change the outcome of this game. I'm going to take the points and, and be on Louisville here. One of the big things for me in this when I looked at this game was the competition Louisville's played. Sure, they got Western Kentucky to start, but since then it's been Miami, Pittsburgh, um, Notre Dame. They did play Georgia Tech um, and Florida State, but you've played three ranked teams that are all looking pretty solid right now. And when you're Virginia Tech, who have you really played? You played North Carolina and you allowed 56 points. Yeah. Your other games are Duke, NC State, and Boston College, all teams that are not doing very well. Right. So I'm getting points with the team that's played the tougher competition and, and matching up similarly and playing at home. So yeah. to me, I, I love the three and a half of Louisville here this week. Any other games this week you're uh, interested to see how they turn out? Yeah, you know, I, I looked at a few for sure. I, I want to see. Uh, just how bad Alabama beats the brakes off Mississippi State. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that line's like around 31 right yeah, now. It's pretty gross. And uh, I don't know if Mississippi State can score a point on them. Uh, the athleticism of that Alabama defense is going to be too much for that, you know, the the, pa- the spread, you know, side-to-side passing game kind of that they have going on there with the air raid. Uh, I'm not confident in that at all. Um you know, Arkansas-Texas A&M, I'm intrigued by a little bit here. What's the line on that game, Tom? Do you, do you have the number on that? Yeah. One second. I, for me, this is a matchup of uh, a Texas A&M team coming off a big win, um, having beat Florida, and it looks like they were starting to get their stuff together a little bit. But I've loved watching what Arkansas does this year. Sam Pittman has taken over the program there. And it's been really great to see that team kind of... Being competitive, at least. Yeah. yeah. Being competitive right in a bunch of games, and uh, including, you know, the big win against uh, Mississippi Ole Miss. Yeah. Yeah, so, Texas A&M is minus 12.5 right now. 12.5's too many for me in that spot. And, and you know, I kind of like Arkansas here. Arkansas plays good, solid defense. They give up only five yards per play on, on defense, Texas A&M gives up six yards per play on defense. If you're looking for a fun game to watch at noon, newly ranked Kansas State is going to play West Virginia. Yeah. West Virginia's favored in this game. Kansas State's looked pretty good. Should be an interest. I think it's going to be. Yeah. And and I don't know. It just stinks to me. That line stinks. Uh, Kansas State lost their first one to Arkansas State, which is random. Mm -hmm. But then we're has been Oklahoma in Oklahoma. Texas Tech, TCU, and just stomped Kansas into the ground last week, which you should. Mm-hmm. But now they're four and one, going to play a West Virginia team, which is three and two. And their last couple of games, they lost to Texas Tech by seven last week. The same team that Kansas State just beat up on a couple of weeks ago. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I I think it's an interesting game. Uh, this probably will be a money line shot for me on Kansas State. I think they're the better team. Yeah, and you know we'll see it play out, but a noon game, a lot of fun to start the afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. And can we get a, a, a random bet placed in where who wins by more, Clemson or Alabama? They're both thirty to thirty-one point favorites. Depending on <laughs> where you look, who wins by more would be a fun bet to wager and see how it plays. You just don't want the coaches hearing about it, or you're going to see a couple <laughs> of real beatdowns. Or maybe we do. Yeah, who can who can run it up the most? Yeah. So um, let's kick let's kick off our NFL slate then. Our NFL, yes. Um, I'll jump in first. 
Do we want to talk games first or picks first? Yeah, let, let's talk. Uh, let's talk picks, and then we'll talk about All the right. big games so of the week. Some great ones. Uh, my first pick of the week. I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos uh, plus three. You know they're, they're playing against a, a Chargers team that comes in uh, riding high off a of victory against the hapless Jacksonville Jaguars. Shut up. So, I think that the Chargers are going to come in. They've got to play at Mile High Stadium. The Broncos are one of these teams I was talking about that have an anomaly. Yeah, They are uh, in the top 10 in the NFL in sack rate and 24th in the NFL in turnover rate. Uh, that, to me, that indicates either they've been dropping some interceptions or they haven't been recovering fumbles. So, that's a situation where that's going to regress to the mean. They got into a terrible, like turnover fest against Kansas City last weekend. Yeah. They gave up a, I think it was it a kickoff return or a punt return. Yep. Um, you know, you start having those Big type six, of things happen. Of stuff. Yeah, stuff spirals. It, it just, it really builds on, it snowballs, yep. uh, if you will, in Denver. In the snow. So, um, Fair enough. Denver, I think, rebounds this week. I have a lot of confidence in the playmakers they have on that team. I think the defense will make enough plays against a rookie quarterback. Uh, give me the the Broncos plus three. Yeah, uh, it's an interesting game. I'm not a fan of either team. You know, I was dead set against the Broncos to start the year, but plus whole, slight home favorites, even though I'm going against a home dog in one of my earlier picks. Uh, you know, favorites or uh, slight home dogs are usually a good bet in the yeah. NFL. Um, on my money lines, where I'm going first, and this is. A, uh, one of the bigger games of the week, and I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers plus 150 against the Ravens of Baltimore. Well, I'm going to jump right in here, and let's make this a debate because I'm on the other side. Let's do it. So, go ahead, Tom. Give me your points. I think Ball or Pittsburgh is a much more well-rounded football team than Baltimore. I feel like they've played a better, tougher schedule and have nicer wins under their belt. So you're the, you're the Ravens, you got the Browns, you beat up a, what looked like a, what you thought going into the season would be a good Texans team, but they suck. You lost to the Chiefs, you beat Washington, you beat the Bengals, you beat the Eagles. Not, none of that's really impressing. Um, then you got the Steelers, who've had the fun of beating up on the same Texans team, the same Browns team, same Eagles team, but have the nice win at Tennessee, who has been on a monster roll. And give me Ben Roethlisberger over Lamar Jackson. Give me that the number one defense in football in the Pittsburgh Steelers. So the number two rushing defense, by the way. So I'm on Baltimore, and here's the reason why. Uh, Pittsburgh comes off a game where that was very tough, very physical. That came right down to the wire. Um, they're gonna. It, it, it has to take a toll on you playing perhaps the most physical team in football. Pittsburgh's strength of schedule is rated number 30 in the NFL. Baltimore's is rated number 15. John Harbaugh, since he comes off, coming off a bye in his career, is 9-4 against the spread. I believe that this is a team, without Devin Bush in the middle on defense, uh, will have themselves tested like they haven't all season long. They did a really nice job against Derrick Henry, but I think that Tennessee team is finally tired after playing tight game after tight game, screwed up schedule. You know, one that, tight game in a row. 
well, they've had a number of those games that they played the Houston game that was down to the wire. They won the Buffalo game, but that's coming up. That's an emotional game coming off all that stuff that was going on. It's us against the world. It's been, and then prior to that, everything before that was a tight game. So for me, I think that this is going to play a toll on Pittsburgh. I think that game is, uh, I think they got a really good spot against that Tennessee team coming off a, a back-to-back wins. So for me, I'm going to take Baltimore. I think that Baltimore is going to be the first team that really tests Pittsburgh early in a football game. I just love that Steelers defense. I don't think there's enough on the offense for the Ravens to, to really challenge the Steelers defense. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see what what Lamar Jackson's able to to do. I mean, um, what's do you know anything about the series history with these two in the last several years? I'm, you gotta I'm throw not, it out because Lamar Jackson didn't start two years ago. Yeah, and last, and last year, year Ben was Benz, out, so, so it's, that's a wash. It's really hard to say. Um, yeah. it, it's really one of the big points for me is you get Baltimore's had two weeks to prepare for this Pittsburgh team. And, you know, they've been watching every move that, that the Steelers make sure. um, and should it be uh, dialed up with a great game plan defensively. I think another angle to look at in this game is maybe the under. Um, I don't know what that over-under is set at it right is now. at 46.5 right now. Yeah. That's tough. I, I think that that's still a number that you can look at here. Both offensive can score. But both yeah. defenses are better than their offenses. Yes. But, yeah. I mean, I don't know where, where Ben's stats look this year. Um, 1,400 yards, 13 touchdowns, four picks. Yeah. Um, he's certainly had a pretty good start, He's but he's had some games that were crazy. The, the Claypool game where he had three three touchdown passes, I think. And, uh, you know, it's just the one game that Jackson was poor in this year was the Kansas City game, and... I don't think it's quite the same facing the Steelers team. There is familiarity with these two teams, that's for sure. But I, I just I trust John Harbaugh. Um, I trust him more than I trust Mike Tomlin. And I think having the extra week to prepare, nine and four against the spread, coming off the bye for this coach. So um, I, I'm all over Baltimore here. You want to? Oh, you got two in already. Um, I'm actually going for an over with my next pick. I'm going over 53.5 in the Las Vegas Raiders-Cleveland Browns game. I don't think either of these teams play much defense. Miles Garrett can make plays, and he makes big impact plays, which, if anything, helps the over because it gives the team short field. Yeah. But I don't think either team has a very good defense, and both teams have proven over and over again that their offense can move the ball and score. 53.5 does not sound like a lot. And I wanted to mix it up a little bit. I've been struggling with my NFL picks. Let's go to a, an over that looks juicy and fun. Yeah. And my last NFL pick, I'm picking your team. I'm picking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't care what the score, what the line is when it comes out against the Giants. They're going to cover it. Uh, Giants are plus 11.5 right now. They are really bad. Uh, they still might not be the worst team in their own stadium, However, they're really, really bad. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm afraid of laying double digits in the NFL. It's, it's hard to do. Um, but, you know, this may just be a spot where they are completely outnumbered. You know, they're completely outgunned. And When you look at the, the two sides of the ball, do you think the Giants' offense can move the ball against that defense? No, they can't run the ball right now. Daniel Jones is throwing more picks than, than interceptions. He can't seem to get in a rhythm. That offensive line can't protect anybody. Then on the other side, 
can that Giants defense stop that Buccaneers offense with their, their run, quick pass, long pass kind of mix? No, there's no way. I don't see any way they're within a few touchdowns. Yeah. So my final pick of the week is not only my money line pick, it's my lock of the week. Oh. I'm going double barrel on this one. Uh, guns blazing. I'm on the Detroit Lions on the money line. Plus 135 is the most recent line I saw to beat the Indianapolis Colts at home. So the Lions this season, when you recap the games that they've played, their worst performance was against the Green Bay Packers. They led that game 14-0 in the first quarter, and then things snowballed on them. They gave up 21 points in the fourth quarter to the Chicago Bears. They, you know, they should have won that game. They completely under control in that game. Um, they go to Arizona and beat the Cardinals, who that game looks better and better. That win looks better and better every yeah. day. Um, they lose after having a lead against the Saints. Uh, they jump out to a 14-0 lead in that game as well. Uh, the Lions looked good, and then the Saints steamrolled for a while, and then the Lions tried to rally and fall six points short. Uh, no shame in losing to the Saints on a, on a fast turf. Then they go and handle their business comfortably in uh, Jacksonville. This past weekend, they showed some resilience for the first time this year, and that's what's really got me excited. They get behind Atlanta. Atlanta makes the crucial mistake of scoring that touchdown, yeah. and it gave, all they needed was an opportunity. And I love the confidence that Stafford had. One minute left, no timeouts. I'm going to march this team down the field. We're going to score. We're going to win. And he does just that. I think that they're playing a Colts team that has its problems. It has its vulnerabilities. The Colts' defense is really good. There's no disputing that. Um, the Colts, they, they come off uh, a victory that really wasn't super impressed with over the Cincinnati Bengals, right? They, they were in trouble for a lot of that game against Cincinnati. Prior to that, they lose to the Browns. Prior to that, they beat the Bears. They hold the Bears to 11 points. You know, the Bears' offense is nothing to write home about. They only scored 19 themselves. And then you beat the hapless Jets. You beat the Vikings. You beat you lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars' lone win on the season. I think the Colts team is overrated. I think the Lions team is underrated. I think the Lions are starting to find themselves and getting that identity with DeAndre Swift carrying the ball, getting more touches every week, and finally building some confidence with this team. My only hesitation is Matt Patricia. I just worry about the Lions in general. I feel like they always do the same thing with Stafford. They win some games maybe you don't expect them to. They lose some games you do you wouldn't expect them to. They're just they're all over the map all the time. I trust Matt Stafford more than I trust Phillip Rivers too. I trust the Colts defense more than I trust the Lions defense though too. The Colts yeah. defense is much better. And you know you have the same thing. You have the Colts coming off a bye week and ready for the game. So should. Yeah. I just think this is the spot that I really like Detroit. I feel confident in the, the angles that I've taken on it, and uh, I don't see anything that impresses me with that Colts offense. I don't know what they can do on that side of the ball that's uh, really impressive, and, and you know nothing has been statistically either. Um, they have a nice mix of running backs in the backfield. Yeah, uh, I think the loss of Marlon Mack early this year hurt. And the passing game has been nothing to really write home about at all. So, you know, and Rivers is turnover prone, too. And when something goes bad for him, it seems to snowball. And I, I just, I really feel good about the Lions team overall moving forward. I think they're going to have some success this year. I think they're going to have a nice season finally. Um, 
but I, I think that the Colts are just in the way of a team that's finally gaining some confidence and getting some swagger. All right. Any other NFL games you want to chat? I think uh, a couple interesting games out there as well. San Francisco, Seattle should be interesting. Um, Seattle getting their first loss, still at home. 49ers looking like they're they're healthier and looking better um, after beating up on the Patriots. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, now they got to go to Seattle. Their award is they get to go to Seattle and play. They up. seem to have recovered from that stumble they had. You know where they they lost three out of four, yeah. three out of five, or whatever it was there. So hopefully it's a it's a good football game. These two, obviously, the last couple of years have played some great games. Uh, it'd be fun to see another good one there. And then the Saints and Bears is interesting. Yeah, you got see if the up. Bears can rebound. That offense really looked bad last week, and it, you know last night really it was for us. Uh, yeah, yeah. They they just looked really bad. That they, they did not get anything going. They were my money line play of the week, and I thought they would do more than that on offense. Um, but I want to thank them for you know laying an egg like that and letting the Rams come in next weekend against my Dolphins in Tua Tungvaluwa's first start, riding high. I didn't want an angry, desperate Rams team coming to town. <laughs> I want them to be sleepwalking through the game, getting ready for their bye week, thinking, oh, we're on vacation already, baby. We're already in Miami. Did you know that the Saints' defense allows fewer yards than the Bears' defense a game? Yeah. That's, that, that's surprising to me. The Bears' defensive stats when I was looking today were not nearly as impressive as I expected. They're the eighth overall in yards, Yeah, uh, but the Saints are seventh. And then the Bears' offense, 29th in the league. Yuck. Yeah. Yeah, they were fine. They have a knack for winning games that that are close, and yeah. you know they they've been really good at that. I think they'll continue to do that as the season goes on. I don't think things get out of control for them. I don't think you're going to see a team fall to like eight and eight or anything. I think you'll still see four or five more wins out of this Bears team. Um, but they've got to get some things right on offense. Their running game is terrible. They've got to their do something. Their schedule there. does seem to stiffen up a bit here for the next few. They have the Saints, then they have to go to Tennessee, the Vikings at home. Not so bad. Then they have the Packers twice still coming yeah. up. So a little a little more difficult, although they do have the Texans and Jags to look forward to. So yeah. Yeah, I see 4-5 still on that schedule, you know, to get them in the 9-win range. 9-10 yeah. uh, to 10 wins. That's that's basically where I figure they'll end up this year and um, probably end up with one of the wild-card spots. Chiefs, 20-point favorites against the Jets. You taking the Chiefs? No. No, no, sticking no. to the ten, the double digit. It's not just double digits. It's nearly historic, uh, that kind of number. <laughs> uh, you don't see numbers that get up near 20 often. <laughs> and the big thing is that NFL teams, they don't often look to just step on somebody's throat. Uh, if they've got a game comfortably in hand and they're up 24 nothing, they're, the they're content yeah. to just avoid getting injured. You know, they're not going to do anything silly. Um, they're not going to continue to hammer their stars. They're not going to hand the ball off to, you know, in this case, they probably will hand the ball off. They won't be putting Patrick Mahomes in danger in the yeah. backfield with seven-step drops getting downfield. You're not getting maximum effort out of the, the favorite in this spot. And that's why if the Jets manage to score twice in the game, they're going to cover because the, the Chiefs aren't going to try to run them out of the building. Ugh, I'm not sure the Jets going to score twice. I'm not either, but... <laughs> I think that a game like this could easily end 27-10, you yeah. know, or 31-14, you know, those type of things. Yeah. So Rough. Anything else you're excited about this weekend? Bills-Pats, what do you think? I think the Bills should beat the Pats. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you look at some of the just basic rankings uh, against the 
the Bills have the better defense. The Bills have the better offense. Statistically, I mean, there's no reason you don't come out on top when you have the better offense and the better defense, statistically. Yeah. So. Yeah, unless you're out game plan. That's the only way that that generally happens, or you turn the ball over. Turning so. the ball over is the big fear. I think anytime I see Josh Allen on the field, that's my big fear, because... It, it can snowball for him. Some he he never has one turnover. Right. <laughs> he he has turnovers in bunches. You know. Yeah, that could certainly be scary. Um, I'm excited about Tua's first start. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Can't wait to see what happens there. Um, Rough game you know, to have your first start against. Uh, certainly a good pass rush to face. <laughs> good pass rush. I mean, the, they're the sixth overall defense in the league right now. Yeah. And the fifth best against passing. Um, only allowing 231 yards passing. That's just pretty, yeah. pretty dang low. Um, but you got to get it started sometime. Coming off the bye, I think, makes the most sense out of anything. So Yeah, give him two weeks to prepare. Um, you know, defense got to do their part. I think Goff has got his vulnerabilities, too. Yeah. Um, you know, that Rams offense has moments where it doesn't look very good. The Rams offense has a ton of weapons, which is their biggest strength. Is that yeah. It's hard. You know, you can't take one thing away from them. So. Right. Yeah, tough game to, to kick it off, but I mean, again, you got to get some experience somewhere this year, and um, you know, if you f- come up short this week, you've got uh, you got a couple of games coming up behind it with the Chargers and Bengals that uh, you may be able to get get a win and uh, start building some confidence. All right, anything else, Tom? That's it. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Hopefully, we have a winning week. Um, until next time, see ya.